Here's why we're not going to yell today, because we're talking about email lists. Now, email lists, I want to talk about email lists from a business perspective, from my, my company brand's perspective, as well as what we're seeing from other company brand perspectives. I'll get the angry shit out of the way first. The unbelievable amount of emails we're getting from random companies now about how much they care about us during the coronavirus is it's fucking laughable because you've never had a relationship with any of these brands or companies as the younger generation comes up email emails are used less and less frequently because the way you communicate with your customers is via these social media platforms now right you have a you're pissed off about something you don't really email someone you go on their website and do live chat or you tweet at their twitter support if you got enough clout then they'll answer you back and they'll be like please dm us and i'm like bitch i already told you my entire story four times why do i gotta just fucking fix it send me in free products send me 42 coupons anyways back to the point so email lists are an extremely, extremely, extremely valuable and underrated piece of a business. An email list is simply getting the information of your customer. It's the reason why when you go on any website, you go on any shopping website or mostly any website in general, you go on to bestbuy.com, you go on to H&M.com, Urban Outfitters. The first thing, the first, first thing that always pops up is some kind of 10% off coupon if you enter your email, right? And you subconsciously usually will just click out of that. Unless you know you're going to purchase something right away, you'll get that code, you'll put the email in. That is typically how companies get you onto their email list, right? They provide some kind of value to you and you provide value back to them via the email. Now, why an email list, why, why building an email list as a brand, especially from the beginning, is super, super duper, super duper, duper, duper fucking important is because it's one of the only lists that you can build that you own. Now, what I mean by that is if this podcast were to get taken down tomorrow, I have no, I can't find you guys. If my YouTube channel were to get stripped tomorrow, I would not be able to communicate with my audience. If my Twitter account went down tomorrow, I don't have the information of my followers. With an email list, depending on what you ask from the, the customer, the audience at the sign up, you have that information. Typically you'll have their email, you'll have their first name, their last name, and then sometimes you'll ask for more information. As you ask for more information, the conversion rate in terms of someone actually hitting send on that form becomes lower and lower, right? You ask for their zip code, you ask for their date of birth, all that shit makes someone a little bit more hesitant. It's just a, a, another bump in the road in order to get their information. What you're doing is hopefully providing them with some kind of coupon, some kind of value, et cetera, et cetera. And it's really important because now you own their information. If my YouTube channel goes away, and this is something I've been focusing on lately in my brand, we've had over a thousand, uh, about 1100 new email signups over the last week. I'm trying creative ways in order to build that list and creative ways in order to maintain and build that brand and relationship because it makes me think about this time in particular and I wanna weave it back to the brands and the companies who you don't hear anything from and if you do, it's just noisy, loud, fucking spammy, trying to sell you shit all the time, right? And you don't want that in your inbox all the time. So what we're trying to do, I'll give you an example of how we built our email list. So. Throughout the summer, I'll put out videos uh, related to fantasy football, right? And I'll give them, you know, I'll do a video, my top 10 running back rankings for the, the 2020 season, right? I'll, I'll tell them the 10 running backs that I like the most for the next year. And then at the end of it, once I've done nothing but provide value for them for like 60 straight fucking minutes, information that they're not going to find elsewhere, then I say, 
okay, listen, guys, if you want the top 15, right? I don't do the 15 in the video. I only do the top 10. If you want the top 15, I'm going to put that on a separate outside page. It's what you call a landing page. It's a website that is just a specific one page designed to do one thing. That's what we call a landing page. I will set up a landing page where there will be a form where people can put their email in. Once they do that, they get the other five running back rankings, right? 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15. So it's a value exchange. They've bought into what I'm selling them in terms of the information I'm giving them. I gave them the top 10. They loved it. They want five more. They can't resist it. Thus, they're exchanging their value to me in the form of an email. So I have the power to communicate with them at any time because I have their information. Of course, they can unsubscribe from the email list whenever they want. But the reason we wanted to do this was actually not to sell them. The reason we wanted to do this more so was to build a, a relationship because I had a specific piece of email content in mind that I've wanted to do for a while, but I just haven't gotten around to putting together a template and being able to outsource it to someone who has a little bit more time than myself on my team. And we finally come around to doing that. And I think we're up to about, let me check the ConvertKit account. The ConvertKit is the site that I use. We have 7,619 emails. That is a pretty sizable email list, actually, and I'm proud of that. So I will not be sending emails to them weekly trying to get them to purchase my draft guide or trying to get them to sign up through an affiliate link or anything like that. We have a newsletter, a weekly newsletter that we're legitimately just getting to know our audience and giving them a behind the scenes behind the scenes glimpse of of what's going on with the brand like no turn no rock left unturned and it's because unfortunately during these times I again I wish I, I would have had more time to create and document via video form since I can't get around to doing vlogs every single week right now this is kind of the next best alternative it's almost a written form of the vlog so legit the first newsletter went out last week or when depending on when you're watching this it went out on May 18th or 19th whatever that Monday is it's going to be going out every single Monday this is how it went. I'll, I'll read off like the first two paragraphs or whatever. It starts off, it's got this image that says BDG Weekly with a little paper plane, airplane zooming out. And I uh, actually stole that from Gary V's weekly newsletter, which is fucking awesome. And he's actually what inspired me to do this. It was cracking big dogs. That's how I open all my, my videos. Welcome to the first ever BDGE Weekly newsletter. Expect to see this drop into your email inbox every Monday morning. The point of this newsletter is to keep you up to date with everything going on in the fantasy football world, Twitter, and most importantly, the big dogs brand. So then we have a big section right under that just called the brand, which I personally do. I've outsourced this to Snacks to become the project manager for the entirety of like the newsletter itself for him to put it together. But he's going to be outsourcing some of the different sections and the different sections we have in here are brand, Twitter nonsense, content to binge, best things that we've heard this week, and then a recap at the end. So it's really all just like personal person to person, very like relatable information that we want to put in here. And I'll go, I'll get into that a little bit at the end of this podcast as to why we want to do this. The brand, hope your shirts are tucked in and wherever you're sitting is devoid of yelling because the boys are buzzing the new york sun has exposed itself after a long cruel winter and it's got the whole city energized like i haven't felt in a long time nick spends his weekdays filming and recording and his weekends at central park deleting white claws transforming himself into a sun-kissed god some would say he looks like a burnt tomato but some are idiots Side note, if you want a foolproof date plan idea during quarantine, a wine, or if you're skilled enough to make a margarita in a flask walk, 
works 100% of the time, every time. And I know that for a fact that it's flawless and works 100% of the time because even Snacks was able to execute it to perfection like he was wearing a Bulls jersey in 96. Our baby boy is a free agent in the market and he's ready to sell himself to the highest bidder. Unfortunately for him, BDGE has a lot of money and I will be buying the rights to Snacks and his diabolical brain to put towards content and content alone. I'm sure it won't be long before Snacks opens up a Patreon to sell his feet pics. We're ready to proceed with life as usual. And then it goes on and on and breaking down like what actual plans we have over the next month or two, business decisions we've been making to grow the community and things like that. Just very open. Again, it's a vlog style of, it's like a business vlog style of an email, keeping people up to date with what we have going on. The reason we want to do this, not really, I guess like a subconscious reason is because when I do send an email about COVID, the next time we run into some shit, right? And the economy's fucked, it's another pandemic. And you guys get an email from me being like, we're here for you as a community. You fucking believe me. Like you believe it's me emailing you that and being like, okay, like this is Nick's voice. I'm not American Airlines. I'm not JetBlue. I'm not Best Buy. I'm not Shopify. I'm not Advil. And you don't even know how you ended up on these people's email lists, let alone believe a fucking word that's being thrown onto your computer screen. None of it's real. All of it's curated. It's not in a human voice. It's not relatable. So when you build an email list, it is a personal one-on-one -on -one relationship, but it's so important because you own the information of your audience and nobody could take that away from you. So if everything shuts down tomorrow, the internet shuts down tomorrow, you still got that damn email list. Not that you'd be able to use it, I guess, because there's no fucking internet, but y'all get the point. You cannot be relying on social all the time because these things ebb and flow. You might get barred from one social media platform. You might not get a following on another social media platform. So you need to expand. You need to get your damn email list. But most importantly, understand that the email list is not a demand. It is a privilege. It takes value to get value. You want someone to sign up for your email list, don't sell them. Know that you're giving them enough value that they want to sign up for it. And then once you get it, don't spam them, don't piss them off. Act as if it's a personal relationship. You wanna know each person more, more in depth. And that is how you grow and build through an email list. There was no yelling in this episode, just straight facts, kicking flavor in your ear. Thank you for joining me for another Why You Yelling podcast episode. If you enjoyed, rating and review would be beautiful and I'll see y'all tomorrow. Ah! Ah! Hey, hey, hey.